If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. They had this moment where you're supposed to close your eyes, and I opened my eyes, and my mom was in front of me. Whoa. So she was there the whole time in the back room. I think she's in Florida. And when I, oh when I tell you, I lost it. God. I was like, <laughs> That's wild. Oh, my God. And that was really my moment because it was like, wow. all right, like yeah. my mom flew here because she, she knew I was going to run. Right. Deep breath in. There it is. Okay, cool. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Who Can Relate. As you can see, we've gotten an upgrade. Um, Peter and Jared, who are the lovely hosts of these uh, headquarters for Who Can Relate, I guess, hooked it up today. And uh, this was a nice, pleasant surprise. So today's guest is... um, very special and she's going to really help you guys out with a with a ton of knowledge ton of insight and let's get into it so without further ado sarah welcome to who can relate thank you i'm nervous no 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 you're good it's it's funny because when we when we first um i think when we first had like either a voice note thing back and forth or actual phone call you're like I feel like you're going to be like a therapist yeah. and then the couch came. So it's like kind of perfect. Perfect, perfect timing. Here we are. I'm cozy. Um, cool. So why don't you give everyone a little bit more of a background about yourself? Okay. Um, do we start from like beginning? Like where I'm from, what, right? Yeah, whatever okay. you want. Mm-hmm. Um, I was born and raised in Israel. Mm-hmm. Um, I have three siblings and when I was maybe around the age of eight years old, we left Israel, mm-hmm. me, my mother and my three siblings. Um, and we went to New York. Mm-hmm. We lived with my grandma, um, and my mom kind of just had to get herself together and find work. And she came here with literally, I believe, 200 shekel, which is about mm. $50 with four Damn. kids. So, and that's true. That's not like to make this story cool. No, no, no. <laughs> how, how old um, were you? Like, how long ago was this? I was about eight years old, um, and there wow. was four of us. Um, so that beginning part, you know, of my new life in America was definitely a struggle mm-hmm. um, for all of us, I think. You know, um, all my siblings ended up having some sort of issue in their adolescence based off of this major move. Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, And then we just kind of moved around a lot in New York, just from town to town. We never stayed anywhere longer than a year. Okay. Like ever. Mm -hmm. Um, So a lot of different schools and different experiences and Mm -hmm. just kind of finding our 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 place there. You know, we were very like fish out of water. Mm -hmm. So that was the beginning for me. Okay. Um, And you live in L.A. now? I live in L.A. now. There was some other places in between that, but sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, L.A. has been about three years. Okay. Yeah. Dope. That's where I'm at now. And we met um, at a sports rehab gym, mm-hmm. and uh, our first interaction was I offered you um, chocolate. Did you? I think so. <laughs> and you were like, oh, no, I'm good. Because are you, oh, are yes, you vegan? I remember this. I am. You're, I am you're vegan, vegan, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so my mom was in town. That is why I said no. I yeah. Re- my, mom, my mom was in town, and... Uh, 
my mom's love language is gifts. Mm. So the first time she went to sports rehab, they like hooked her up. She was like walking better. She had like Stella got her groove back. And she was like, when I come back, she works at a chocolate store in Chicago. So she's like, when I come back, I'm going to give you guys like these, these boxes of chocolate. So I was walking around with the box, like you get some chocolate, you get some chocolate. And I pulled up to you and I was like, you want some chocolate? You're like, nah, player. <laughs> I'm vegan. Okay. I was like, shut down. Okay, cool. And that was hard for me because I love food. Like it was not easy for yeah. me to be vegan. It still isn't. Like, yeah. It's no it's all good so um <clears throat> yeah so uh but then one thing led to another we started following each other and and i was you know my intuition was confirmed that you're just way deeper than um most people mm-hmm. and and i really felt that and so here we are now about to really get into um to, to, to some to some good stuff um so yesterday we talked for a while and we talked about, you know, what we wanted to go over today, what we wanted to cover. Mm-hmm. And one of the first things that you brought up was mental health and kind of what that means to you, what, you know, struggles you've had in your life because of it, um, how you've overcome it for the most part, right? We're all, you know, I think it's very important to make make this clear. Like we all deal with some type of mental health, Absolutely. whether it's an insecurity, trauma, um, self-doubt, you know, not talking nice to yourself, et cetera. Um, so kind of walk me through, like, what are some of the trials and tribulations for you with mental health, whether it's past, present, and kind of what your solutions are um, that you created specifically for you? Okay. Um, well, definitely everyone has different levels, and mm-hmm. I think that's, that's important to touch on, you know, because... Mm-hmm. I consider my situation to be on like the extreme level of mental health. Okay. Um, and I guess it, it definitely started from coming to the United States for sure. It began there because that was the first experience of trauma we were taken from my father sure. and into a new country. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, and in an ugly situation, like mm-hmm. my father was an alcoholic and mm-hmm. we were kind of like running from that. So automatically like things started shaky for me at a very young age. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> and then also, my entire family deals with mental health um, on an extreme level. Wow. So, not just my immediate family, my uncles, my cousins. Wow. I have a an aunt that has eight kids. So, like, a lot, lot of people in my family, and mm-hmm. every single person has some sort of drug abuse, mm-hmm. mental health, uh, suicide, depression, like, wow. all extreme, you know? Mm-hmm. So, it's, it's really been in our blood. Um, so, mm-hmm. on top of, like, traumatic experiences, it's actually, like, genetic, sure, you know? Sure, sure. Um, and it followed me into my adolescence for sure. It started very young, like probably around 10 or 11 did I start experiencing like depression mm-hmm. and, and looking in the mirror and starting to feel like, ew, mm-hmm. why do I feel this way about myself? Right. Wow. And at like 10, 11 mm-hmm. years old. So into 12, 13, where a girl starts getting her period, her body's changing. Um, mm-hmm. It was definitely even more extreme for me. Mm-hmm. And um, the Body dysmorphia, I think, was the beginning of the hardships for me and Mm -hmm. what kind of made me go a little crazy because I was seeing something that wasn't there. Yeah. And when you're seeing something that isn't there at that age, like, you can really lose your your Sure. You know? And I did lose my I was... I I missed a lot of school to be treated for Mm -hmm. the depression and um, my relationships with friends were very rocky and I got into relationships, like, you know, physical relationships with boys at, at... probably way too young you Mm -hmm, know mm -hmm. and all of these things happening at the same time with the mental health stuff it it made me kind of a mess like bad combo really early Mm -hmm, you know mm -hmm. uh i experienced my first hospitalization when i was like 14 oh man so wow part of the reason i didn't graduate high school okay um 
So yeah, let's die. Let's, <laughs> let's go. go. Off to off to a great. No, let's no, go. this is uh, it's it's important though because you know. Not that I'm trying to peel back everyone's curtain, right? And say, surprise, like this is who this person. No, no but it's, it's just, it's real. Yeah. It's real. And at the end of the day, that's what I'm, uh, my main goal is for people to know that this is not a facade. This is not mm-hmm. for show. I don't mm-hmm. care about money. I just want to help people. Mm-hmm. And you will help out so many people mm-hmm. with this story. Mm-hmm. So you mentioned that you had like a near life and death experience. And then walk me through how, because uh, all doctors and Western medicine doctors are like, here, pop this pill, take right. this, right? Mm-hmm. And you were like, mm, I don't really know. I'm gonna- well, I had to, right? Because I was under 18. And Oh, back then. Okay, right. sure. So when it started, when I was actually on Western medication. Got it. Um, I had, like I shared with you, I was on a cocktail, right? There was right. Like, the ADHD stuff and the anxiety right. stuff and depression mm-hmm. stuff. And um, I was kind of forced to take this medication because sure. I was clinically, you know. Diagnosed. Diagnosed. Yeah. So. Um, <clears throat> I was on all of these things and in my experience, it made it worse for me. I just felt a lot crazier. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't take myself off of these medications for years. Mm. Um, probably up until I'm going to say like 21 or 22 okay. was like the last time I took any sort of so like seven years you were on. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And it got less and less. Um, okay. There were points where I was like, I'm only going to take the mood stabilizing mm. stuff because I was fully aware of my mood swings. Like mm. it, it kind of drove me crazy. Like the ups and downs of, sure. it, you know, it messes everything up relationships, everything you can mm-hmm. think of. Right? Mm-hmm. So that was important for me to stabilize. Um, yeah. And then I started learning that there's something else. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and there's eating right and mm-hmm. exercising and reading some books mm-hmm. and different ways of being. Right. How did you find this new way of help it's kind of always been somewhere in my life because of my mother Mm -hmm. um my mother is a health and wellness coach she's Mm -hmm. a pilates instructor yogi um, healer Mm -hmm. she works with all different companies and all about healing people right and she's kind of always been in that world Mm -hmm. um but she was never able to force it on me you know what i mean especially being a true authentic healer she she knows that she cannot force and you're gonna learn when you learn Mm -hmm. and how you learn right sure so as much as she introduced me to it and showed me she was always cooking organic you Mm -hmm. know what i mean like Mm -hmm. just in small ways did i start picking it up and kind of having it like okay i see it's there but i'm not ready yet (laughs) you know i still want to be crazy for a little while (laughs) yeah so um yeah, she was definitely the first person that I saw it happening with. And um, she led some personal growth workshops. She was a coach in them and stuff. And by the age of 18, which you had to be 18 to join these workshops, um, I finally decided like to give it a shot. Mm-hmm. I ran within an hour. It was like a three-day workshop. And wow. I was like, okay, I'm doing it. I paid, like, it was like 500 bucks, you mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. And I got there and the guy started talking and I was literally like, Bad, bad idea. Like, <laughs> I, I was just still not ready, even though oh, sure, I was sure. trying. I was trying. Like, yeah. I kept trying to go to the gym, kept trying to eat healthy, personal growth workshops, right? Mm-hmm. But I ran every time and I mm-hmm. didn't complete, you know? Wow. Okay. So, every time you ran, you're just repeating the same patterns, right? right? Over and over. Mm-hmm. Do you remember when you were like, okay, my idea is not working anymore? Mm-hmm. I can't keep running. Like, what was the catalyst, if you remember a moment or a time or a person that was kind of like the wake-up call, if you will, to stop running? (laughs) There were so many times. Like, I cannot count how many times I had, like, given up or ran, Mm -hmm. you know? So, Mm -hmm. to try and remember a moment, Mm -hmm. uh, it was in one of these personal growth workshops. It was my third attempt at this specific workshop in New York. I would Mm -hmm. fly there to go do it. Mm -hmm. Um, 
and it was the third day, like completion time, like the last hour of the workshop, super intense moment. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I ran literally physically ran out of the room (laughs) and I was in New York city. Wow. And my mom was in Florida at the time living there. Mm -hmm. Um, and she called me Mm -hmm. and she was like, if you don't get your back in there and finish. And this was the first time that she was like forcing it on on me. You know what I mean? She was like, you're not doing this again. Like I will not allow you to do this again. Mm. And I didn't understand why she was being so like, like Mm -hmm. pressuring me. And I was just like, no, I don't, I'm done. I don't want to do this anymore. Mm -hmm. You know? And she somehow convinced me to go back mm-hmm. this same night. You know, they all waited for me. This like group of 20 people oh were like, God. we're not going to finish until Sarah comes <laughs> wow. back. And wow. I'm like, I'm done. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. Go about your business. Right? And yeah, I go yeah. back and um, <clears throat> they had this moment where you're supposed to close your eyes. And I opened my eyes and my mom was in front of me. Whoa. So she was there the whole time in the back room. I think she's in Florida. And when I, oh when I tell you, I lost it. God. I was like, that's wild oh my god and that was really my moment because it was like wow. all right like yeah. my mom flew here because she she knew i was gonna run right and she flew here for the completion moment because she was like this is the first time i'm gonna see my daughter complete something mm. and that was that was really it for me that was well a breakthrough. shout out to your mom and and i'm gonna call her the creator because <laughs> i saw she called you right now oh did you? yeah <laughs> your phone was over there and and, <laughs> and and i was like this must be her mom they look alike and mom. it said creator yeah. but uh that's funny yeah that's that's beautiful um it was. and it's and intense. you know when we were talking yesterday we were going over how you know my little moment with my daughter and i showed up for her and you were like mm. that's, that's good though that you pulled up for her you showed up for her and like your mom talking about right. like showing up for you mm-hmm. you're thinking she's in a whole nother state yeah. and she was there for you wow Dude. that's crazy i had to let that marinate good oh for you God. good for your mom it was intense um <laughs> I'm remembering it right man now. Me. that's that's special and that's yeah. something that yeah you guys will always have that's amazing i, mm-hmm. I think a follow-up question back to the running forrest gump i'm just trying to figure <laughs> out what were you running from like like what was the ultimate um demon or ultimate uh fear factor that you kept running from you're like i'm not ready i don't want to hit this yet i don't want to like what happened right i i couldn't look at myself i think that's what it really comes down to and that's the same answer to why i ran in relationships you know what i mean Mm. if you got too deep Mm -hmm. if you got too close if you got too vulnerable somebody would maybe see that you're (laughs) up too too yeah you know what i mean Mm -hmm. so there was a reason and I, I physically ran many times in my life. Like I tried to move to multiple places and mm-hmm. I was like, this is the answer. I should live in Hawaii because <laughs> if I live in Hawaii, all my, pl- all my yeah, brothers are going to sure. go. Yeah, yeah. And I really physically moved to Hawaii oh my God. in the middle of a relationship, like <laughs> with a guy in New York. And I was Did with this guy for him? five years and I moved three times in this five year relationship. Like I was really sick. Wow. Oh my God. I'm so sorry, Chris. Um, wow. <laughs> Yeah, it was really, I kept feeling like something is wrong with the place. It's not me. It must okay. be the location, Got right? It. And that's Got why it. I have wherever you go, there you are tattooed on me. Mm. Something my mom always said to me, because of course, the second I was moving somewhere, I called my mom. I'm like, hey, I'm going to mm. move to St. Thomas this mm. time. Mm. Actually, I really did that too. Mm-hmm. Um, I always felt like my answer was in like a secluded island of some sort. I okay. was really out of my mind. Um <laughs> And I attempted it and I always came home and mm. I was always like, oh, I'm still, I'm still here though. Sure. Like I didn't go anywhere. Sure. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it was, it comes back to your question. Like I could not, could not look at myself mm. deep enough. Mm-hmm. I was scared to see what I would find, you know? 
So I think <clears throat> off the top of my head, I, I think it goes back to you didn't love yourself yet. 100%. And loving yourself is very hard to do. It's mm-hmm. easier said than done, right? And I think everyone needs to realize too, if, if you can relate to any of this, loving yourself means different things for different people. Mm-hmm. Um, the self-love care package is not a one-size-fits-all. Absolutely. Why is it so hard for you to love yourself? Wow, what a money question. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think it definitely all depends on the person, but the, mm-hmm. the big answer is I think that's the way the society is set up. Mm. And I shared that with you last yeah. night was, right, right. you know, the TV and the models and the celebrities and the money and, mm-hmm. you know, you're supposed to look this way and da-da-da. Mm-hmm. You know, like these are all things that make you look at yourself and you're like, I'm not good enough. Yeah. And that, like that goes deep into your bones when Mm -hmm. you start thinking that way. Mm -hmm. And then you start settling for people that make you feel bad. Right. And then you start, or you continue eating foods that are terrible for you or, you know, indulging and vices Mm -hmm. and all of these things that Mm -hmm. make you hate yourself even more. And then you keep buying the products to make yourself feel better. You Mm -hmm. know, like we can go in circles about this one, but there's also so many different ways to love yourself. Right. There's, Mm take a bath and do a face mask and call a friend. Like (laughs) there's all these different things that people tell you of self love acts, but Mm -hmm. it goes deeper than that. It's Mm -hmm. also talking gently to yourself. It's it's also, you know, I saw a quote that I really loved the other day. It said self love isn't about fixing yourself. It's about loving the parts of yourself that you need to fix or that you think you need to fix something like that. I love that. (laughs) I -hmm. loved it too. And what's so funny when I saw this quote, I was defensive. Mm -hmm. When I looked at a quote, I got defensive. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, uh, I feel victimized. I was going to say you felt exposed. Because yeah. yeah. that's how, that's my main struggle with my self-love is all of these things I'm so aware of that I need, that need fixing, right? Mm-hmm. And and this is a problem that you act this way and your past is a problem and this and this. Sure. And, uh, and then you beat yourself up over these things. You need to change. You're not good enough. Mm-hmm. And instead of that, you're supposed to be like, hey, what do you need? Yeah. Sweetie? You know what I yeah. mean? Like, how would you talk to a child if they were sitting there saying they're not good enough? Well, it's funny you mentioned that because I just was going to say yesterday you were talking about how, you know, you need to nurture and still cater to that little girl. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's not about getting rid of the little girl inside you, getting mm-hmm. rid of the little boy inside me. Mm-hmm. It's a matter of healing mm-hmm. and providing comfort and care and love. Mm-hmm. Right. I think <clears throat> just because we, you know, grow up to be adults, it's like it doesn't mean those you know, loving, caring moments just disappear and go right. away. You know, right. I think we try to push them under the rug because it's, you know, maybe baggage uh, to to the next person coming into your life. Or like, ah, they don't Absolutely. deserve that. I'm not trying to do that. But it's like, it's a part of you. Mm-hmm. It's a matter of balancing it. It's a mm-hmm. matter of trying to find the happy medium. Like, you know what? Sometimes I'm not 100% right. all the time. You know what I mean? And that's okay. You know what I mean? Okay. No one's out here perfect. Right. Um, but the other thing I wanted to mention too was, and, and you said this yesterday, and I was like, man, that's it. Until you know how to love yourself, right? Let's, let's go with this. You're still going to be hurt in, in some way, shape or form. And you said, mm. hurt people, hurt people. Right. I was like, I didn't make that up. No, 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 no. But, uh, <laughs> but I was just like, man, that's, that's really good. That's deep. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about that. Yeah. I mean, when I saw that, I don't know when I saw that probably years ago, I was like, damn, like that, that hit me, yeah. you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. I was aware of what I was doing, mm-hmm. you know, um, when I was hurting other people is in relationships specifically, um, 
I knew that it was because I wasn't fully healed Mm -hmm. and I really had no business getting into relationships. And I mean, I can really only speak for myself. I would like to say nobody should get into a relationship, Mm -hmm. you know, if they're not fully healed, but everybody needs love. Everybody needs affection. Right. And, and that was the main thing for me. My selfishness was like, I I want, I need the love. I need the affection. Mm -hmm. I I have like a wifey personality. I need Mm -hmm. to cook for you. I need to Mm -hmm. love you. I need to give you all this affection, but I'm not going to pay any attention to myself. Mm -hmm. Right. So, I was really never able to find this balance in relationships and I ended up just continuously hurting people. And it it was also about not wanting to get too deep. So I would sabotage the relationship in some way, shape or form, running, cheating, dishonesty, Mm -hmm. you know, and it it all tied into don't, you know, kind of stay a little over there. Right. Or just go away completely. Cause the second Mm -hmm. that a fight broke out or Mm -hmm. like we got into an argument, I was like, bye then I'm out Bye then, you know, and they were always like, why don't you want to, fix this mm, you would run i'm like i don't want to fix this i want to fix myself i wanted to fix myself and i was aware of that mm. but i still found myself hurting other people you know it's so interesting though because you in a relationship forget about yourself you're more catering to your your partner mm-hmm. and then as soon as like you're hit with a crossroad with your partner mm-hmm. you all of a sudden are like i'm taking care oh, of myself yeah. selfish mode turns on real quick. that's crazy it's also a mood balancing thing <laughs> yeah that's I'm so crazy. interesting because <laughs> that's that's very interesting yeah how do you find, or have you found, I guess, the balance to that equation? So I'll, I'll frame it better. How do you balance selflessness and selfishness in, in the healthy way? That's such a tough question for me. And if you I, don't have the answer, that's okay. Well, the thing is, I, I haven't mastered it, which is mm-hmm. why I'm single, right? Because I made the decision that I don't want to hurt anyone else anymore. Until you're healed. And that I want to be fully committed to my healing, correct? Mm. So... I am in a place now where I don't want to say I'm fully healed because I, mm-hmm. d- I don't think that's a real thing. You're never going uh, to, sure. you're human, right? There's We're always evolving. Bad, exactly. Mm-hmm. So, but I am complete, <laughs> right? Yeah. I feel complete. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the most important thing now for me to, to mm-hmm. say out loud. Yeah. You know, um, does that mean that I'm ready to be in a relationship? I don't know. Mm-hmm. I really don't know. Um, mm-hmm. I know that I have yet to meet the person that I want to stay and work through it with. Sure. Right. So Mm -hmm. when I meet that person, I think I will be in a place now where I can actually stay put and look them in the eye and have some real communication skills. And how do we work through this instead of me being like, I'm better by myself. Sure. Thank you. So if anyone is is listening or watching to this and they're like, that's me, that Mm -hmm. is 100 percent me. But how do I know if I'm ready Mm -hmm. for a relationship? Is there ever a moment where you're like, so for me, for example, when I met my wife, I was very transparent and very clear with her and saying, Mm -hmm. I'm under construction, Mm -hmm. but I promise you I'm worth the wait. Mm -hmm. And I promise you I'm going to be consistent with this work, no matter what it takes me. Mm -hmm. Number one for myself, number two for my daughter and number three, just to break this lineage curse. Mm -hmm. And then all of the above will in turn benefit not only just you, but us (laughs) in in, in a relationship, hopefully potential marriage. Mm -hmm. So I was very clear and transparent with her because there was that, um, creep of self-doubt in my head like I think this is the right girl Mm. in fact I know it's the right girl Mm. I just don't know if it's the right time Mm. but then I was like when is it the right time bro (laughs) how many times are you going to keep running Mm -hmm. how many times are you going to keep saying not yet not yet or make excuses or Mm. keep putting distractions on your plate I'm like enough is enough I was just over the the bullshit and I was just like this has to end now Mm -hmm. and I have to be the one to end it Mm -hmm. right because I used to try to um 
fill these voids that I was having in my life with, with women. Mm. <laughs> Terrible equation. Like, don't ever do that. I bribed, yeah. It's just a dead end street. So anyways, exactly. when I was at that crossroad, like, she is the one. Like, this is my opportunity door knocking. Mm-hmm. What am I going to do with this opportunity? Am I going to run from it? Or am I going to man up and say, hey, look, full transparency. I'm going to be real vulnerable with you right now. I'm probably not where I would like to be for you because I already know your worth. I already know your value. I already know what you deserve. Mm-hmm. I'm not quite there yet, but I promise you I'll get there ASAP. And therefore, we started our relationship. And you wanted to get there for her, which is the most powerful part. I wanted, I wanted to get there for myself, mm-hmm. first and foremost. Mm-hmm. And then I knew she was the perfect one to receive the okay. best version of myself. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Kind of like she was the one that deserved that. So you apologize to Chris, I think your ex, like I apologize to my exes, but I just, I just like, I didn't feel, you know, do you have that feeling of like, mm, you don't deserve like the best version of myself? For sure. I just felt that in my For gut sure. and I was like, but she does. Mm-hmm. And as they say, um, <laughs> one day it'll make sense why it never worked out with anybody else. And I had that day. So that's I how I that knew. You. <laughs> 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 Thank you. Um, that, but, but that's how I knew I was ready for a relationship. Cause I was like enough is enough. And if I'm going to do it for anyone besides myself and besides my daughter and my loved ones, mm. it's going to be for my future wife. Mm-hmm. And I knew she was a future wife. Mm-hmm. So I got a little sidetracked, but nonetheless, my, I'll go back to the but original. That was your reason. That, that was, was my reason. You personally, learned you were ready because mm-hmm. you found the person that you wanted to be ready for. You know what I there mean? And you were like, let's go. I'm going to do this with you. If I'm going to do it yeah. with anyone. Right. I guess I just answered my yeah, question. You totally did. That's dope. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Well, all right. So moving on to the next question. Um, okay. So, so here in, in this, will, this will coincide. Part of the reason why I was telling my wife, uh, back then, my girlfriend that, um, I was under construction was if I'm being honest to you and if I'm being honest to, um, back then my, my girlfriend, now my wife, I knew what I wanted. I had never seen before. Okay, so Mm. furthermore, every marriage that I got closer attached to in some way, shape, or form, friends, family, whatever, Mm. it wasn't the healthiest. And in my household, more specifically, nothing was healthy as of a relationship. Bless my mom's heart. It just was was not the right upbringing to have, you know, the happily ever after story, like rule book, uh, a blueprint. I didn't have that. So seeing my mom, seeing my dad struggle, I'm like, okay, so I want a marriage. I want a family, but I have no idea what that looks like. And I have no idea how to even try to obtain that. But I want to marry you, honey. It was just, you know what I mean? I, I had that thing and I was like, hopefully you can show me the way. And she was kind of like, I didn't really have that either, but don't worry. Let's figure it out together. Let's, let's build our own foundation, the new foundation. So that way for our kids, they're going to know exactly. on a day-to-day basis, they're going to be able to see what that looks like. More important, they're going to be able to feel what that looks mm-hmm. like. And that's kind of what we go on. But something that we talked about yesterday when we were, we were again, going over the episode, you mentioned that you're like, I don't even know what like a healthy relationship, okay. but I want it. So for people who are in our boat, mm-hmm. what does that, what does that look like? Like what, what is the possible Solution. Is it a matter, and this is, I'm asking myself, is, is this a matter of finding that partner who will meet you halfway? Or is it a matter of like, you know what, I'm going to do everything I can in my control and my power 
to figure it out before I get my partner and then show them the way? That one. Okay. I'm going to go with B. Okay. Because <laughs> for me, I, I haven't met my person, mm-hmm. um, but I'm so happy with myself mm-hmm. and so comfortable. And I don't need to sleep with anyone at night. I don't need to call someone when I'm lonely anymore. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And I also think it's important to know what you want mm. and when you do personal growth work and self-love work and stop looking for somebody, sure. you start getting really, really clear on what you want, mm-hmm. right? And what you don't want. What you don't want. <laughs> Especially too. And what you deserve. Mm. And that was something that I never understood. I, right. I didn't date anyone seriously that was like actually what I would want to be with. And that mm. was part of like not wanting anyone to get too deep, right? So mm-hmm. I, was, I wasn't going to actually be with the man I want to be with because mm-hmm. I'm not ready yet. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to date you know, idiots or whatever. <laughs> Sorry. No. We're uh. going to trial. <laughs> we're gonna that. Trial and error. You, no. you, were, you, were trial, you were about to trial and error. That's it. That's yeah. it. That's it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, for me, I, I do feel like I'm for the first time actually ready to be in a relationship, but that doesn't mm-hmm. mean that I'm like opening up the gates and like, let's go. I want to start dating. And yeah. it's just that I'm clear mm-hmm. and I'm so certain. Mm-hmm. So when you're that clear and so certain, I can't be, swayed i can't be manipulated Mm -hmm. i can't i'm not going to find myself in any toxic situations because i'm so aware Mm -hmm. of what toxicity looks like of what manipulation looks like yeah and that creeps in real Mm -hmm. quietly especially with men Mm. real quietly (laughs) right i feel like it's very good it's my department to (laughs) step in and take over just give some clarity (laughs) uh okay well i think if i can take myself back to when I was that guy. I hate to keep repeating myself on all these episodes, but it must be, must be true. Mm. Men to a very strong degree lack self-awareness. And even if we do find it, it's pretty late. Mm. Um, We were never shown it. Um, Mm. Even if we were, we were too lazy to put in the work consistently because it's a lot of work all the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and therefore, I think we we try to fill that void with mm-hmm. women mm-hmm. and we try to mask our problems with the right. woman's problem. Right. right. We focus on what's wrong with you right. instead of trying to repair us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nothing that I'm saying is going to go over well, but it's the truth. It, it is what it is. And um Luckily, I'm on the other side of it now, but mm-hmm. that's why I can get back to it because I was there. Right. Um, and being the manipulator that I used to be at times, here's a... Uh, Congratulations for admitting that. Thank you. <laughs> here's, a, here's a cheat code <laughs> to women from men. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is hard. Okay, here we go. <laughs> Sorry, fellas. Sorry. Um, as Exactly. <laughs> as someone who was able to manipulate women... Hmm. I had moments where I I was like a shark in water and as soon as I smelled blood I was coming for you mm-hmm. as soon as I started to smell or sense that I could take you for granted or run circles around you or mask my problems and distract myself I was all over it mm-hmm. because it bought me time right. it was like a band-aid effect but mm-hmm. once I realized that again, that's not the solution because my problems, as much as I kept shoving them under the rug, would eventually reappear over and over and over. And I was like, I have to break this chain. Like, I'm the problem. 
in these relationships. Like I'm the common denominator. Like it's time to get it together. But that was the self-awareness moment. My daughter had a lot to do with that because I believe in karma. Mm -hmm. And as she was getting older, I realized that it was a matter of time before she starts to date. It's a matter of time before she's like, you know, dad, meet my fiance type. You know what I'm saying? I can't (laughs) Can't even even finish the sentence. I can't even finish the sentence. Mama, I love you. Just just chill out, man. Just chill out. Um, But I I knew that I did not want to be the bad example for her. Mm -hmm. I didn't want her to know that side of me, that ugly side of me, Mm -hmm. you know? So that was it, first and foremost, the self-awareness moment. And then obviously when I met my wife, it was just totally like all systems go, Mm -hmm. you know? And um, yeah, but, but again, you know, if anyone is is ready for a relationship who just got done healing or is still currently healing, as I call, you know, that person under construction, mm-hmm. as I said this on another episode, that you have to be careful when you're under construction because, again, as a manipulator as I once was, it's like blood in the water as a shark to us. We sense it and we feel it and we're, like, coming for you. Right. So you have to be prepared that in case someone just, you know, so, so let, let's say you're still under construction, you start to date and the guy is starting to do some nice gestures for you, right? And maybe he's getting you candles and like essential oils and stuff, right? And, <laughs> and, um, and, and then it's like all of a sudden the games creep out, you know, and you're like, wait, you're not really who you said you were. You're living this double life. You have to be careful that you don't revert back to your old ways because you could run or you could self-sabotage, et cetera, or you could just put up with it mm-hmm. being like, I see the potential in him right. or her. No, this is, it's okay. And you're starting to make excuses, mm-hmm. but instead, instead you're clear, right? Mm-hmm. So when you're clear, uh, those red flags are real red mm-hmm. and, yeah. and I'm also not going to tolerate any, any bull. Right. And, and honestly, some might call that like on a high horse or arrogant or, you know, no Mm-mm. one's perfect or Mm-mm. whatever, but I've done the work. I've done the work and I've done the toxicity right. and I don't ever want to feel that way ever again. Mm-hmm. I Like ever, mm-hmm. ever, ever, ever. So the first sign of some bullshit, mm-hmm. I'm out. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that's the same thing as a runner. I don't think it is. I no, don't I, think this time. It's, uh, it's allow not. me to try to help you out. <clears throat> okay, let's do it. <laughs> and if I'm wrong, let me know. Okay. It's not that you're arrogant. It's not like, I don't know if I'm a runner. It's a matter of now you are very clear on what your Mm self-worth is and what your value is. Mm -hmm. And unless you're clear on those two things, you're either going to run or you're going to stay in a situation longer than you need to. Everyone needs to get more clear on their self-worth and their value as a woman, as a man, Mm -hmm. as just a human being. Mm -hmm. And until you have those guidelines and those standards... You don't know what to put up with. You don't know what's right or wrong. You know it doesn't really sit right, doesn't really feel right, but you can't articulate your emotions to that person that's causing you to feel these things. But when you know your self-worth, you know your value, when the work works Mm -hmm. as it has for Mm -hmm. you, now you're like, actually, I'm not colorblind. The flag you're holding up is red. Before it was like gray, but now it's red. Absolutely. And I'm out. And not allowing myself to be manipulated or to be afraid of being stern because Mm. one of my major issues with manipulators used to, you know, they would say things like if if you're, if you can so easily run away, like I don't want you anyway. And I would be like, 
oh my god no like that's i'm, I'm a writer i promise like no we can work through Got this like it. right so mm -hmm. they would manipulate you in ways like that even mm -hmm. though they did something really wrong and you're just trying to walk away that was me right so in the, in those moments <laughs> in the past i would be like you know, I would I would want to fix it. I wouldn't want them to think that I messed up. They right. would, they that's what manipulators do. They twist it mm -hmm. and they make you the wrong one. And then at the end of the fight, you're apologizing even though they cheated on you or something like. Oh, that, I you know, know? <laughs> I know all too oh, you well. Know all of this? Oh, I know oh, all that's too crazy. well. Okay. Unfortunately, oh, man. So <sighs> I know I this know. time, mm -hmm. right? Because I'm still I still got tested even though I'm all healed and grown. I still have a lot of work to do. Yeah. But you still get tests, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So. For example, this past situation uh, was a test to me. I was mm -hmm. in a situation that I was uh, starting to talk to someone, no sex involved whatsoever, like really just trying to get to know this person. Mm -hmm. um, and then the game started showing up. And I I was understanding when it first happened, when it was something something light, mm -hmm. you know? And I was just like, okay, like I'm, I'm going to be understanding because you haven't given me a reason to think you're lying yet. Yeah. Um, and then the moment that it was like clear lies, I was just like, I'm, I'm going to go now. Right. <laughs> yeah. And things like that were said where it was like, oh, well, if you can't stay around, like I wouldn't want that anyway, because you don't mm -hmm. want to fight for this. And mm -hmm. it was like, I spent enough time fighting in relationships. Exactly. I spent enough time and I think we're all a little bit twisted up. And I think we all think that we need to fight to, mm -hmm. to hold a relationship together. Fights are normal, you know? And yes, of course, arguments work. Sure. through awesome. Great. Sure. Love sure. that for you. Sure. But not you. <laughs> like, no, no, no. I got anyone. You. <laughs> people, people think that those raging things are like passion and love and yeah. nah, mm -hmm. like I want to relax. I want pleasure. Yeah. I want joy. Mm -hmm. I want smiles. Mm -hmm. I want picnics in the park. Like, I don't think it's necessary to mm -hmm. go at each other. I don't think that's necessary anymore, having been through it. You want as close to effortless right. as you can get. Exactly. Because that's what you deserve. Right. There's always going to be ups and downs, bumps in the road. Right. But We can talk about it, though. We can look each other in the eye and not fight and not worry about lies and manipulation. And not only talk about it, but when you do talk about it, you can tell the other person is as committed as you are. Mm -hmm. So you're like, oh, this is worth it. Right. Okay, right. cool. Like, hey, sit down next Carry to me. On. Let's talk about yeah, this. Yeah, for sure. With my ex, like, he couldn't not raise his voice. Like, he mm. had to scream. And mm. he would he would say something like, this is how I, I say my, this is how I express my emotions. If you can't handle it, like, how, you're not going to let me talk about my feelings. And it's like, you can talk about your feelings, but why is the neighbor calling the cops? Okay, so I had a little bit of that. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to try to explain. <laughs> okay. I, I felt exposed right now. I was like, damn. <laughs> um, okay. I had a little bit of that, but I'm going to, I'm okay. going to give you the very short reason as to why. And then I'll explain okay. instead of expressing that I was hurt and sad and confused as to how to resolve the situation. I was angry. Mm -hmm. Instead of addressing the true feelings that I was dealing with, mm -hmm. I resorted to anger. Most men do that. Mm -hmm. It's the pride, it's the ego that get in the way. Okay. More the complex side of it is this. When we puff out our chest like that, just know we're scared because we're not in control of the situation mm -hmm. and we don't know how to fix it. Mm -hmm. And as men, we are fixers. We are taught and raised and, and brought up to be fixers. If I can't fix a problem, I feel useless. Mm -hmm. No person, let alone man, wants to ever feel useless, mm -hmm. especially when there's a problem at hand. He was going through that a lot. Now, I'm a very passionate person. Mm -hmm. When I, I'm half Italian, when I talk, I'm using my hands. I'm getting loud. <laughs> I don't know why it's not happening. You know, it's happening now. But you know what I'm saying. But I had to realize that I don't always have to have the answers all the time. It's okay to be like, you know, honey, 
I'm not really sure. What do you think we should do? It's okay to do that. That's your partner for a reason. Lean on them every now and then. Mm-hmm. You can't be the rock all the time. Mm-hmm. It's not humanly possible. So just so you know, and women out there who were dealing with men like that, or mm-hmm. my exes, there it is. You know, got your answers to your, here's your closure. <laughs> um, but I, I had to realize that the hard way through mm-hmm. therapy, through trials and tribulations with my wife to the point where I would argue with her. And this is like, she's not the first woman to tell me this. We would argue, right? And this was how good my skills were. Um, She'd be like, halfway through the conversation, the argument, she's like, I don't even remember what my thoughts were anymore. Like, I forgot you took them from me. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, oh my God, that's terrible. I I relate, I relate. That's so bad. I'm sorry now, you know, but back then I was like, you gotta be quick. You gotta be better. You know, like it was crazy. But that's how I was brought up. I was brought up to fight to win at all costs. Oh, yeah. If I got to throw this haymaker at you and it knocks you out, mm-hmm. then not mm-hmm. physically, mm-hmm. but with verbally with my communication, right. then so be it. As long as I win. Mm-hmm. And that was it. Mm-hmm. And then I learned this recently. You're either going to be in a happy marriage or you're going to win every fight. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you can't have both. And I was like, huh. Damn. Well, that kind of makes sense. My mom's divorced three times. My pops is still right. a Rolling Stone. So yeah, I'll right. try this out. I guess it, you know, why not? Mm-hmm. And that's it. And, and last thing, and I'll, I'll let you get into it too, that my wife and I run with this motto. It's not about who's right or wrong in whatever disagreement or whatever argument. Mm-hmm. Who cares? It's about what's right or wrong for this marriage. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Mm -hmm. If you can keep that at the forefront, Mm -hmm. hold that umbrella under your head, anything that falls under that, you're like, cool. But as long as that's at the forefront, Mm -hmm. let's start with that and go from there. The way that you just explained, you know, what's best for the relationship. That's something that I never, I never had that moment. It was always like, this sucks for me. So I'm out. Okay. It doesn't feel good to look me in the face and talk Mm -hmm. about the truth. I got very uncomfortable when the truth came up in a conversation. Mm. Couldn't hold eye contact. Couldn't say it out loud, you know, like, and I would get hot. Like I really struggled Mm -hmm. with the truth and it, and it came from the years of like self inflicting pain and all of this stuff that I didn't want anyone to see. I don't want you to look at me. I don't want you to know how sick I am, but I I can relate to that because I think that's when I would get loud and that's Mm -hmm. when I would really yell because I knew you weren't off. I just didn't want to hear it right. from anyone but myself. Right. And I wasn't going to own up to it and admit it, but I was like, I'll be damned if you keep doing this to me, even though you're right, even though what you're saying I need to fix, you're a hundred percent accurate. Right. But I think when, when men and or women just get really loud, mm-hmm. it gets to a point where you're just now trying to be the loudest in the room. Right. And guess what? I learned this after my sister and I, uh, <clears throat> had a World War Three moment in February. Ooh. And I realized, my therapist taught me this. He said, the loudest loses. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I was like, no wonder why I lost. You know what I'm saying? Like the loudest in the room is always right. the one that loses. Because you get to a certain point where you start raising your voice and yelling at people, you shut down, mm-hmm. you shut off. So no matter what, how long he's on his rant for, she's just mm-hmm. going off on, I'm not going to register it. Right. Another thing that's important too is to <laughs> bring this up. Another life hack for women from men. So your boy was dealing with some anger issues. I've, I've okay. always had anger issues since I was a kid. I don't see that in you. It's crazy. <laughs> I cannot imagine you screaming. As my wife over there is like, you have no idea. 
So, Damn. yeah, I know. I know. So here it is. Um, okay. Growing up, what really just set me off was two things. One, if you didn't let me talk. Oof. That's a lot of men. <laughs> if you don't let me get my words out, I feel sorry for you. Mm-hmm. The second thing is this. If you're just not, even if you let me get my words out, if you're not willing to actually listen to understand mm-hmm. instead of listening to reply, yeah. we're going to have some problems. Mm-hmm. I reverted to anger. Now, back to what I said earlier, which is, although I was showing anger, I was really just hurt and sad and confused mm-hmm. and didn't trust you enough right. to resolve this problem. So, with all that being said, I get this book. Anger Management for Men. But the subtitle, which should be the title, I always say this about this book, was learning how to master your emotions and articulate your feelings. Mm. Hello. We can all read that, first of all. Yes, we all can. So I read this book, and one of the things that it says is the prefrontal cortex, which is right here on your brain, is actually the size of an almond. Now, the prefrontal cortex is like the rational part of your brain that says, do this, don't do that, and when, okay? Now... Here's the life hack. Women have a bigger prefrontal cortex than men. Wow. I love that. So. <laughs> I love that. With that being said. Mine's bigger than yours. Okay. Yeah. No, for sure. <laughs> and it always will be. Size doesn't matter. That's but anyways, so, <laughs> anyways. Let's not, let's not ask that question. <laughs> <laughs> it definitely does. <clears throat> yeah. For both of us. Um, but anyways. So because. Because. Your prefrontal cortex is larger than mine. Mm-hmm. You're going to have more wherewithal and hindsight in the moment. Mm. You're going to be able to rationalize things a little bit quicker than I may. That's why it's like when we lose our mind and we start just popping off at you, mm. we come back, whether it's hours later or hopefully not, but days later, and we're like, my bad, I'm oh, sorry. Because that hindsight takes that long. It takes that long. And the longer that it takes, here's another life hack. I'm going to call this life hacks uh, from men to women. Giving all the nuggets today. Here it is. (laughs) You're going to know how much work a man has done on himself based on the time it takes him to resolve a problem. Mm. That was really good. I'm going to, I'm going to just like go more into that because you guys are going to love this. If it takes me days, I just think I'm not the problem. I'm just tired of arguing with you. So I'll just say, I'm sorry or whatever. I don't mean it. I'm just trying to save face or I'm just trying to have sex or I'm just trying to get something out of this, right? right? For selfish reasons. If it takes a couple minutes or a couple hours, you know, I've been doing the work. And especially when I come correct, not just necessarily admitting that I'm wrong, but admitting that there is a problem, accepting that, okay, you're right. Something's not right here. What can I do to better serve you and uplift you? And what do you need from me to get you to understand me a little bit more? That's a man who's done the work. Okay. What about... What about, sure. okay, devil's advocate. Yeah, go ahead. What about the manipulators who mm-hmm. continuously do really twisted The manipulators let me, okay, go ahead. don't do the work. Okay, but you're saying it shows up on how quickly they can resolve it. So what if someone is screaming in my face to the point of police coming mm-hmm. and within 20 minutes, he's like, baby, I love you. I'm sorry. Like, come here, give me a hug. And it's like, I don't want to hug you. I am afraid of you. But they do stuff like that all the time. And they're able to like shut off the fact that something messed up just happened. Mm-hmm. And they think that fixing it is like being affectionate and loving. But mm-hmm. like, I'm still afraid and very hurt about what you just did. Two reasons. Uh, if you tell me as a black man that the cops are coming, I'm going to get fixed real quick. The second thing is, 
if I come to you like that, where how long did you say? Twenty minutes. He's yeah. Sometimes okay. it could be right away. No problem. In the middle of the screaming, he's like, "Come here," and it's like, "I don't know." He doesn't think the problem is as big as what it actually is. Exactly. So he's just going to shove it in the rug and keep it moving. And that's different than resolving something quickly. Of course, it's so a bandaid. Fine line there. It's a bandaid. There's no sustainable resolution. Right. <laughs> it's just like, all right, we we messed up. Let's just get back to mm-hmm. us. But here's the thing. Correct me if I'm wrong. That might happen for women when men do that. <laughs> I said this to you yesterday. People will forget what you said. Mm-hmm but they're not going to forget how you made them feel. Exactly. So what's happening is he's constantly putting these scars on you and your relationship. And sometimes scars don't really heal the way that you want them right. to. So you now have this like resentment bucket. You got mm-hmm. this like, I look at you different bucket. You have the, I don't really respect you as much as I did bucket. Right. And if you keep filling up that bucket, <laughs> eventually you're going to be like, I got nothing for you. Right. Except good sex. Right? Well, yeah, that's toxicity, toxicity, and then the only thing that's keeping you together exactly. is sex. But that's a, that's like the biggest bandaid of all, mm-hmm. right? Because it all goes away when you're having sex and exactly. you're, you're doing your thing. But then as soon as it's over and you get into another fight and then the vicious right. cycles continues. Exactly. But that's a scary cycle. But again, that's that's also if if the sex is like the solution, we'll just say that also says not only a lot about the man, but about the woman. Absolutely. Because she's allowing that right. fake Band-Aid right. to repair, as right. I use, if you're listening to this, I'm using quotation marks, right. to, to repair right. the problem. Right. And that's important to touch on mm-hmm. um, in this moment as I talk about how this ex made me feel. Mm-hmm. I was not perfect. Right. I, there is a reason that he got that mad. It there, takes it, two. He carried a lot of resentment for dishonesty on my end. Right. Mm. But I was quiet and didn't scream. So was I really wrong? <laughs> like in my mind, you know what I mean? Sure. At the time, like... I was just like so angry that he was screaming at me, mm-hmm. but it, I didn't pay attention to the fact that like, I don't want to say I made him that way because a man does what he wants oh, for his sure. actions or his actions. But you know, I was not the best. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, was, I was not a good girlfriend. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, you're, you were both toxic, super toxic and you're not right for toxic. one another. And I was wrong for lying and he was wrong for getting you yeah. know, violent, you know? So yeah, either way <laughs> we were both wrong. But for sure. And, and two things I'll say, one is that book I gave you attached mm-hmm. is really going to help you in that. The other <laughs> thing is, the other thing is, um, I said this on another episode that, uh, when you're in your next relationship, here's a, a tip from our marital therapist. When you guys are really good and everything's going great mm-hmm. in that moment, both take out a sheet of paper, or your notes on your iPhone. And write down how you want to be communicated to mm. in times of disagreement. Mm. Do it on the best day that you guys have ever had. <laughs> okay? Right. So then when the rainy day comes and the problem arises, you can pull out that handy dandy list and be like, okay, so you're popping off right now. But remember, <laughs> you actually told me this is how you need and want to be communicated during a time like this. These are your words. You said it. That helps out so much much because when you're having the sunny day and everything's all good you have clarity you have hindsight which is what you strive to get in a problem situation Mm -hmm. but we don't have Mm -hmm. you do a little bit more because the prefrontal cortex is bigger (laughs) than the man but um yeah little little tip for you because we're so emotional you know what women women we're so emotional that sometimes we can't make any normal decisions and we're just like yep. motion crying mm-hmm. and, uh, you know hurt. I, I always say women are driven by their emotions absolutely and men are driven by their ego absolutely so why do you think we always do this That's facts. That's facts. and men don't even know how to tap into the well most men don't know how to tap into the emotional part 
women have egos, but you can check it. Mm-hmm. I don't know how or why or what your solution is, but your remedy, but you guys can check it. Mm. We can't really even tap into our emotions again. That's why I'm angry at you instead of just saying I'm hurt and I'm sad. You hurt my feelings. Right. Your dishonesty like hurt me. Right. That's hard and for that men to do. would have been nice to have that conversation instead of like, ah, Yeah, 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 you know? for sure. Because you would have been like, oh man, like you being hurt really hurts me. And maybe that would have been a wake up call for you. It might have been. Well, we'll never know. Well, we'll, we'll, we, well yeah, maybe. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> <sighs> closure conversation will happen one for day. sure okay <laughs> <laughs> so uh that's what we do here at who can relate we, we do closure calls <laughs> no. yeah. but uh moving right along mm. so recapping a little bit you know you've you've been through a lot and again i said to you yesterday it's not a matter of if it's when right we get deal we, we get dealt with life's problems but when you were dealing with all these life problems and you were going through all that you went through at a certain point in time, you channeled all of the above. You took all of your lessons and you were like, I'm going to create a company. (laughs) I'm going to start a business. One for the physical part of it, which you can get into. And then two for the mental and overall message of what your brand and company stands for. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about love on love on. I love Lavon. I love it so much. It's made me cry. So <laughs> I should have said, let's talk about your baby. Let's talk about my baby. Um, you know, it's interesting because I, I talked about this on a video recently, but I'll just go over it again. Mm-hmm. Um, I started with, with no knowledge on, on, on business or anything, you know. Um, I didn't graduate high school. Like I shared, I didn't go to school afterwards. I was always hustling. I was working. I worked at gyms. I was mm-hmm. a nanny. I like just random like that mm-hmm. I was never a stripper so God. <laughs> as much as people think so make that clear <laughs> um anyway <laughs> um as i started my personal growth journey one of the most beautiful things that i want people to know about taking your personal growth journey seriously is that god starts talking to you mm. and creativity starts flowing and you start finding that you actually are good at things mm-hmm. and you have some good ideas and you might have a niche that you didn't think of before because your brain was so f- clouded mm-hmm. by either depression or unhealthy habits and food and people and right. as soon as you start removing those things from your life mm-hmm. um things start showing up right and mm-hmm. i considered levon to be a gift from god to me because i was a person that thought they had absolutely no talent nothing to offer the world wow i didn't know how to do anything in my brain um mm-hmm. i wanted to be a singer since i was about nine or ten years old okay um and my stage fright was so severe that I couldn't even sing in front of one person, let alone on stage. So wow. I tried it a couple of times in my adulthood, but I couldn't sing in the studio because there was the <laughs> person who had to record yeah, me, you yeah, know? Yeah. So I was like, okay, this isn't going to work for me, I guess. Sure. So I'm back to that point where I'm like, what the fuck am I going to do with my life? Like, I know I have potential. Mm-hmm. I'm a strong personality. I, I, I have an impact. Like, I know the effect I have on people. There's got to yeah. be something here for me, right? Mm-hmm. But I'm like, I got nothing. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't even do the thing that I really want to do. Yeah. Like, what am I supposed I don't want to be working at gyms and restaurants for the rest of my life. Mm-mm. Like, I got something bigger and I don't know what it is. And it right. drove me up the wall. And um, as I started breath work and, and exercise and eating right and all that, you know, one day I had this idea for leggings that, that stemmed from this really sad girl who every time she put something on her body, cried. Literally. Mm-hmm. Like, in dressing rooms, I cried and I had to be held by my mother in dressing wow. rooms when I was like 14, 15, you know? Man. And um, 
I was like, why can't I just find something that like through this journey of getting comfortable with myself, can I be held during this time? Mm -hmm. Can I be held by a fabric that, you know, because that's the immediate thing on your body throughout Mm -hmm. the day is your clothes. Sure. That's what's holding you. That's what's touching you. That's what your body is feeling, right? Yeah. But nothing felt good. Everything felt too tight. Everything felt or too loose and made me bigger than I actually was. Or, mm-hmm. You know, all of these things that I was like, damn, mm-hmm. it, it really broke my heart. And that's why, like, I made a joke of, like, leggings aren't that serious, but, like, it really is. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and women know this because women know that there is nothing more upsetting and nothing that keeps us hidden more than the way we feel about our bodies. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I had this idea, it came from a thing like leggings, which is so many people make leggings there are so many legging brands yeah but then why did i never find something that i made mm-hmm. thousands of legging brands maybe mm-hmm. millions i don't know across the world but sure. nothing compared to what i created mm. and they're still not perfect they're still not what my brain wants them to be and that's solely because i have a blueprint and i have to give it to the person to sew okay so there's that point where like i don't have control over it yeah, anymore yeah, yeah. Um, so there's a lot of problems that arise with that, Mm -hmm. but my mission stays the same. And Mm -hmm. either way, every girl who puts on these leggings feels something different. Uh, every man that feels their girl (laughs) in the leggings. Let me just point this out really quick. (sighs) Uh, so Shay got some leggings from you and she puts them on. We were like laying on the couch and, and I was like rubbing her leg and I was like, damn i was like what's this and it in it and the the first thing that came to my mind i was like it feels like butter it feels so soft it's like you don't even have anything on it was like crazy and she was like imagine how i feel because i'm wearing them and i'm like this is dope so uh you have an impact on men too just just so you know i love that and i love oh, yeah. you. i really love hearing that and and i think it's really important to continue ch- touching on the fact that this in my mind was the first pair of leggings that wasn't created for the gym Mm. It was not what it was created for because all women know that we wear leggings more out of the gym, right? We wear them when we want to be comfortable. We want to just throw something on to run errands that just kind of holds us in and we can wear anything with it. Leggings is like every girl has a million pairs of leggings, right? Um, So they were not made for that. Mm -hmm. It was just the only pair of like clothing that I knew was a go-to for me Mm -hmm. during my weight gain, weight loss, up and down, in and out. You know what I mean? So that was where I went with it. Mm -hmm. And that's why when people ask me like, you know, does it have elastic to whatever? And it's like, that's not what it's for. Mm -hmm. It's not what it's for. It's to be comfortable. Do some girls wear it to the gym? For sure. Do I? Yes. Mm -hmm. But we're not here to like create the best, most effective pair of workout leggings. Um, So when I created this product and I started getting messages from women who battle self image and stuff like that and, and tears, tears from their eyes of like, Mm. I finally felt feel held. And I finally feel like I can walk outside when yesterday I was really upset with my body and I didn't want to leave the house and I couldn't fit in the jeans that I wanted to wear and the leggings were squeezing my belly, Yeah, you know, and today like I feel naked, but I feel bulletproof and Mm. I feel like this is what my shape is supposed to look like. Wow. And I got messages like that all day, every day. What does that do for you? Dude, I was like, I wish I had these when I was 15. Like if I had these leggings when I was 15, Mm -hmm. maybe I would have had some happier days. Sure. Maybe I would have had some days where I didn't want to, you know, hurt myself. But but knowing that women feel that and knowing that you essentially gave them that feeling, what does that do for you? Like, like let that, here's the deal. When you're in it, you get like lost, right? Like I get it. You're such a, a hard worker. 
Like sometimes you forget why you started. Sometimes yeah. you like you're reading the testimonials and the comments and you're like, yeah, thank you so much. But let me get back to work. Right. right. But like take a moment right now to understand you gave women the feeling that you were searching for since you were 14 or 15 years old. You did that. How wild is that? Oh, man, it really is wild. And I get hard on myself. I get hard on myself because they're still not what I want them to be, right? Mm -hmm. So because of that, I'm like, y'all don't even know. Like, and I'm just continuously working and trying to get it right. Yeah. And not having a business background or a fashion mm -hmm. background or knowing the language of thread and fabric. I yeah. just touch. I touch and mm -hmm. I create samples and I, I do it a million times over. Sure. But the language is what's missing for me, which is why there's a lot of inconsistency and, and lack of knowledge on the product that or the fabrics that I'm using. And do mm -hmm. they match with the threads that this seamster is using and this one isn't using? Right. Sure. So there ends up being all of these changes and mistakes and all of these things. And I'm sitting on the floor crying. Mm. But there's a woman messaging me like, hey, I got my package today and I just want to tell you that my life changed today. Mm. And I'm sitting there like it's not good enough. <laughs> it's not good enough, you know. Well, well what what happens Damn. is often because I can relate to you from this show, mm. and <laughs> you are finding things to complain about, like why it's not perfect, mm -hmm. instead of taking a moment to be grateful Absolutely. for what it's actually still doing okay mm. so that's what happens to me when people comment and they message me and they text me or whatever it is and they're like great episode i can relate to it and i was going through this and this mm. helped me and so on and so forth i'm always like that's great you have no idea what's coming because i have right. so many more guests that i'm gonna have on and we're gonna talk about and in my head i'm like they have no idea but my mic was messed up the entire episode and it drove me crazy oh, you know yeah, what i'm saying exactly. <laughs> or like they have no idea but you like what it know. took to get the, like the camera right mm -hmm. uh, you know what i'm saying so right. i have to that's why i told you like you have to right. take a moment because i'm telling myself that right now mm -hmm. like we have to do a bet as creators mm -hmm. we have to do a better job of one thing and one thing only Stay in the present moment. Stay in the present moment. Right. Understand where you were. That part. As Biggie said, it was all a dream. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like you had this thought. I listened to the um, the interview you did on YouTube and you said your homegirl and you guys were talking. Mm -hmm. She was like, well, why don't you just create some leggings? Like take it back to that point. Right. I'll take it back to the moment I was, someone was like, you should start a podcast. Right. I wasn't even listening to podcasts when they asked, mm -hmm. when they said to do that. And then here we are right. helping people, literally like changing lives. Right. Like that's right. wild. And the first thought for you probably too was like, how am I going to do that? Oh, for sure. What am I going to do? I don't know how to do that. What do I need? What's the criteria? You know what I mean? And so when my girl said that to me, I was like, I don't know how to do for shit. Sure. I would love to create a pair, but I don't know what fabric looks like. I don't know yeah. where to look for the, you yeah. know, and she's like, yeah. why don't you just start looking where to look? But you, you had <laughs> you know? that feeling like I did, um, because of imposter syndrome mm. and Heavy imposter syndrome. As I, as I, and it's crazy because like I just said, we're changing lives. We're helping so many people out. And yet we feel like we're still going through like some type of imposters. It's mm -hmm. wild. Oh but God. let's, let's talk about it because it, it's real. It's real. Right. Yep. So I'll let people in on a little bit of uh, information for what I was going through days before I launched this show. I was in my office, heavy in the lab, getting everything ready, getting it right as best as it could be because I'm a crazy perfectionist. I actually have a book called um, Perfectionism is the Mask of Depression. It's like real. Like there's levels to this. Okay. Exactly. So 
everything has to be so perfect that I get depressed about not even doing it, right? Mm-hmm. So a couple of days before I, I do this launch and I walk out of the office just to take a break and Shay was like, how's it going? And I went to talk, open up my mouth and then I was moved to tears and I was like, I can't do this. I can't, I, I don't want to do this. Now, this was like four days before I was launching, okay? And she's like, why? What's going on? Like, what do you, and I was like, who am I to think that I can help people? Right. Who am I to think and ask someone to take an hour out of their day once a week to listen to me and or my guests that I have on? Mm-hmm. Who am I to to request this? Like, I don't know what I'm what I'm doing. Like, you know what I mean? And I had that moment and and then I was like, this is imposter syndrome. Like, this is what they mean when they talk about it. Mm -hmm. Can you relate to that? Absolutely. I mean, first off, with this podcast specifically, (laughs) you know, it, we had talked about me doing this during a time where I literally thought my business was about to be closed down. (sighs) Like, and all in my brain. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) All like just not facts. Like what I came up with. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. There was just so many little technical difficulties and little mistakes that I had made because Mm -hmm. I'm a creative and not a business person. And I need, I need to stop saying that because right. What we say becomes reality Mm. and I need to stop repeating that. I'm not good at business. I've made it this far. I'm in my third year of this business Mm -hmm. and and it pays my bills and I don't have any other job doing something. (laughs) Right. Right. There's no side hustle. This is my career. Mm -hmm. Um, and then the mental health and self love stuff. I was really struggling at this time too. I was, I was going through one of my phases where I'm not a hundred percent all the time. Right. Mm. And I was like, I was falling apart a little bit and right. I had a couple of days where I wasn't answering calls and I, I, I didn't get up for the gym and I, mm. I ordered some really unhealthy <laughs> shit on both <laughs> yeah. and I called my ex, you know oh, what I mean? Like, man. But I didn't do anything. I Worse. <laughs> but like, that's what I'm saying. Like I, I have days, there's so yeah. much less now yeah. and such a bigger period of time where it doesn't happen, but mm. it still happens. But see that, sorry, sorry, really quick. That's cause you're doing the work. Right. Remember I said the guys mm-hmm. who take days to get like the hindsight moment, right. they haven't done the work. Right. If it takes you like a day mm-hmm. or then a couple hours right. or best case scenario, a couple minutes, yeah. you're doing the same thing. Right. It used to take you days to get back. Now I it mean, may weeks, be sometimes months. There I'd you go completely, but you know? all the work Absolutely. is coming out. So sorry, Absolutely. go ahead. No, that's okay. It's, it's true. That's, that's the most beautiful part and something that I always have to recognize and mm-hmm. be grateful for. And also learning to love that moment where I return to myself. Yeah. That moment of return, that moment of like, oh, mm-hmm. there she is. And when you hit that groove. There she is. Like when you, you get know? that moment back and you start to hit that groove right. and you start rolling, you're like, right. this is who this I am. This is me. Yeah. Right? This is me and my purpose. And this For is sure. what it actually is supposed to feel like. That other is fake. That mm-hmm. other is an illusion. Mm-hmm. That other is your little ego negative mind. Mm-hmm. Like that is not real. Right. right? And that's mm-hmm. the most terif- terrifying part about it. Because yep. it's real when it's happening. Mm-hmm. And no one can tell me differently. Exactly. So back to this podcast during this time of things falling apart completely around me and I've destroyed (laughs) everything, you know, (laughs) and no one knows this is happening. Sure. At this time, people are like, hey, Sarah, can you help me? I'm trying to become a better person. And you just seem like the best person. And I'm like, yo, you're like, uh, (laughs) I'm a mess. (laughs) And I'm sitting on the bathroom floor in my underwear while I'm reading this message. It's it's like it's like one of those things when someone tries to FaceTime, you're like, oh, I can only text. text." Uh, Sorry, I didn't get your call. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, this podcast is about you know, who can relate and positivity and mental health, self-love relationships, all of these things and, and yeah. mastery in some of these places, right? Mm-hmm. Which is one of the reasons that you wanted me to be on here. Cause yeah. you felt that I had mastered some of these parts and you wanted me to discuss how I got to this place. Mm-hmm. So knowing that that's why you asked me, I was like, who the f- 
Am I? Like, I, I'm, I'm not the one. <laughs> I'm not the one. My business is a joke. Like, oh, I am nowhere yeah. where I want to be in my life. You yeah. know, it's not even what it's supposed to be. Like, I feel fat today. Oh, like, you man. know, and, and this man wants me to come and, and help other people. Mm-hmm. And this is just in like one day of feeling this way. When sure. The rest of six days of the week, I was amazing and on top of my game mm. and totally work, walking in my purpose. Right. Mm-hmm. So like that imposter syndrome shows up all the time where I'm like, who am I to talk about health, healthy relationships and, and health period mm-hmm. and, you know, self-love when I don't feel that way right now. Mm-hmm. But then, it, but then it diminishes and then I, I return to self mm-hmm. and I have my like come to moment. Yeah. And then I'm like, oh yeah. And that goes back to not waiting to help people till I'm perfect. Because mm. I'm as much as I want to be, <laughs> yeah. I am never going to be perfect. I'm going to strive for it continuously. I'm never going to stop. But right. I, understanding that it's not actually attainable mm. is, is what was missing for me. You know. But let's talk about that because I was that person too where I was like, I can't do X without Y and Z exactly. for some reason. I was like, I can't start this show until right. I have X amount of money. Right. I can't start this show until I have X amount of equipment. I can't start this show and excuse me, all these different excuses. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, <laughs> there, there's a great quote that says progress is better than perfection. Mm-hmm. Done is better than not done. <clears throat> Just start it. The rest will right. take care of itself. But why do we feel like we have to have everything perfect mm-hmm. before we just roll out our baby? It's a choice. And that's what I learned through all of these all these processes that I've been on, but even with music, right? It's, mm-hmm. it's the choice that you're like, I'm done with the excuses yeah. because all of the excuse excuses, I think are also kind of an illusion. Like mm. anytime I even talk to, I have like one toxic friend left in my life and it's only because like, she's been my friend for like 15 years and okay. I just love her to death, <laughs> but she knows. And I'll tell this to her face. Like she has patterns and always excuses of mm-hmm. why she's still in the hometown and why she hasn't left mm-hmm. and why she's still in toxic relationships. And, mm-hmm. And every time I give her the solution, she's always like, oh, but I don't have enough money to like start that yet. It's or, always an excuse. you know, this is how my parents were. So this is how I am. Yeah. Or just all of these things. And mm-hmm. it's like, it's very hard to listen to mm-hmm. when I had it the same or worse. Right. But we're in very different places. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's just about the choices we made. Exactly. It's really what it comes down to. We made exactly. different choices and mm-hmm. I decided to make gold out of my dust. Like, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's just it's what you choose to do. And and it's really a very quick moment, which is what I learned in one of these personal growth workshops is like a choice literally is an instant, right? It's cold Turkey in a sense. And it's hard for people to do that, Mm -hmm. but physically it's possible. Totally. If in this moment I say, I'm never going to eat cake ever again, it's possible. hundred percent. It is possible. There's uh my, one of my new favorite authors, his name is Jim quick. And he says something in his book, limitless. He says one step in the right direction can change your entire destination. Like, that's what you did. And that's what you continue to do. And that's what I continue mm-hmm. to do. Mm-hmm. We choose to make the choice to make life what we want it to be to mm-hmm. our best abilities. Absolutely. That's it. Mm-hmm. You can either choose to to sit at home today and, and feel sorry for yourself and play the victim role. Or you could be like, right. you know what? This isn't going right. I got to switch it up. Mm-hmm. And it starts today. Mm-hmm. It's all about a choice. Mm-hmm. So I, I really appreciate that you said that because that's going to really be something good for so many people who, I mean, if, if, if I saw you on a podcast and someone asked you that question like four months ago, I would have been like, man, that's it. <laughs> yeah. I'm telling you like, and that's the stuff that got me up and going yeah. and, to me, and to make choices was, 
hearing people say that they made the choice or, yeah. hey, look, mm-hmm. it's literally this easy. Right For now sure. you can choose this. Yeah. And that changed my life. It also gets to me because I can make like 100 choices in one day and like <laughs> 60 of them stick. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But I'm so like, I'm so aware of how powerful those choices are that right. I'm like, I'm going to choose this and this yeah. and this and this because I'm always trying to fix a million things about myself totally. at once. Mm. You know, but... I stick with that vision of like, I'm going to just keep choosing until it works. I'm going to keep choosing. And then something sticks. And then the next day, at least that's gone. And I've already accomplished that. Right. And we just keep moving. Well, you you figure out what doesn't work for you. But the only way you get to that is if you try to see what does. And then weed out the stuff that doesn't stick to the things that do create your own cocktail. Mm -hmm. Right. In Mm -hmm. the best way possible. Exactly. And you're going to be all right. Right. But you don't know unless you try to start to do some stuff. So, uh, home stretch. I think I know this episode is going to help out so many people. I hope so. I feel like I just rambled. No, no, I promise. (laughs) I promise. That's what happens when you, when you talk for a while, you're like, what did I say? Um, Uh. but I always, because of that, I always, you know, give the guests an opportunity to kind of do like a little highlight reel of a recap. So Hmm. what do you want people to take away from this episode? What do you think that you really want them to be able to relate to? Um, after all that we shared? I think all in all, I would like for people to see that it is possible to change mm. and that it is possible to become something that you might think is impossible, right. right? Because everything that I am doing today, everything that I've become, as much as I don't feel finished, mm-hmm. it's all stuff that I was you know, praying to God for right. many years ago, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And in times that I had no means or had no idea how it was going to happen. It was impossible. Right. Yeah. But I did it. Yeah. Right. And I feel like I conquered some enormous things, Mm -hmm. mental health being one of them, toxic relationships and body dysmorphia, all these things that I didn't think I can get out of. So whatever, whoever's watching this, whatever their demons are, Mm -hmm. it is possible to get out of that and to rise and to become something that was, totally light years away at the time so that's the most important thing here because there is nothing like the feeling of like oh i didn't think i could do this and i'm walking in it right now for sure and and to add to that too you know you said this it's because of choice Mm -hmm. you know if i can piggyback off it and and take a page from your book it's i hope people take away from this episode one thing that it's all a choice Mm -hmm. whatever you're going through it's a choice to stay in it or to get out of it nothing is permanent right Things are temporary for a reason. So just keep that in mind. If you have a bad day, you're going through a rough breakup, you're going through grieving a loss, mm-hmm. you're going through getting fired from your job, you're, mm-hmm. whatever it is, it is a moment. Mm-hmm. This too shall pass, mm-hmm. but you have to make that choice to be aware of right. that. The other thing I think I'll add as a takeaway is that you have everything that you need, right? People Absolutely. always think like, I need this, I need that before I do, as we kind of touched right. on, but... You said something at this point was a long time ago in the episode, but, but you were saying how, you know, you, you were like, who am I? Like, I don't, I don't have the tools to do all this stuff, but it's like newsflash you do. And you're proof of that. Like you had all the tools you needed to just at least get started. And now here you are, you said three years with your company rolling. So you had everything you needed. It was within you. You just needed to clear the clutter in your mind. Mm -hmm. You needed to clear the imposter syndrome. Mm -hmm. You needed to clear the self doubt the talking down to yourself, mm-hmm. clear all that off and just stay in the present moment mm-hmm. and just understand what you want to create and why you want to create it. The where, when, and how mm-hmm. will take care of itself. Mm-hmm. 
who would have thought, you know, right now today you you're in San Diego still doing Levon and all this. Who would have thought that three years ago? Not me. The where will take care of itself. The when will take care of itself mm-hmm. and the how. You just figure out what and why. Mm-hmm. So I think it's also important too. Mm-hmm. Okay. The uh, fun part Ooh. of the episode. <laughs> the round of rapid fire questions. As I always say, the guest is not prepared for this at all. This is why I say it's the fun part for me. Um, but I love asking everyone relatively the same questions because I love the different answers, which in turn is actually different perspective. So <clears throat> here we go. Question number one is, who is or was your role model? Mm. Okay. Well, my mom was the first person that came to my brain. Sure. Um, and then I also thought of like musical artists that walked me through a lot of uh, depression times because they were open about dealing with their depression. So um, Kehlani was somebody that um, I picked up a lot of my personality from her, to be completely honest. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I found her when I was probably 17 or 18. Okay. And I think she was younger than me. Wow. She's a year younger than me. Wow. Um, maybe 18 or 19, but still. Um, mm-hmm. And I was in you know just some relationships and and also the lack of self-love stuff and and she was very open and Mm. and shared it so beautifully in her poetry and her lyrics and you know wasn't afraid of letting the public know like hey i deal with this and Mm. this is what's going on you know Mm -hmm. um and i just connected with that because of wanting to be an artist my whole life i Mm -hmm. was like if i become an or when i become an artist yeah you know and get to really spread my message and use my voice i'm gonna be raw like that Mm. and i'm gonna be authentic like that and i'm not gonna hide you know, the sadness that I dealt with because I know everyone deals with it yep. and to hear someone doing it and, you know, making it and mm-hmm. talking about it, like makes me want to be happy. It makes me want to fight for my happiness. Totally. So if I can have that impact on somebody, like that's what I'm going mm-hmm. for. Right. I, I said in my about me video, you know, that everyone is going through something, but nobody wants to talk about it until they hear someone else talking right. about it first. Right. And that seems like Kalani exactly. was that for you. Right. And that's what she dope. helped me do in even moments like this, you mm-hmm. know, where it's like, damn, I just said I was a cheater. I just said I was suicidal. I just said all these things that might get some people to make fun of me or whatever. I don't no, care. No, 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 no. I don't know. You know, you open yourself up to shit like that when you tell Not the here. truth. Not here. Trust me. cool. I don't care. Trust me. Yo, let it come. Mm. Let it come. But, you know, that's something that she did for me where it yeah. was like, I'm not afraid to share any of Sure. Because it's who I am. So if I'm not cool with who I am, like where, what am I doing exactly. in my life? Right. And the reason why I say it's not going to happen here is because people will be able to relate to I what you're saying. So. I promise it's you. It's just the truth, Don't even man. worry. You know? <laughs> but then there's my mom who like, she's four kids on her own, like mm. battled poverty for so many years. And now she's like living the dream mm. in Florida yeah. with the love of her life. She just bought a house. Good for her. Oh my God. And so, coming from poverty for a woman to buy a house mm-hmm. in her 50s is like mm-hmm. victory. You know Absolutely. what I mean? And she's happy and she's serving. She's like I said, health yeah. and wellness and helps so many people like such a magical human being and my best friend is so intelligent and man if i could be half of what she is yeah i love it i'm lucky so those are definitely the people that had yeah the biggest impact for me cool see this was easy uh (laughs) second question what's one thing you would like people to know about you that they may not Mm. i think the one thing that i I've explained more, um, but I can just touch on it openly now, is my roots are are hippie. 
my roots mm-hmm. are hippie like from where i was birthed in israel i was born in a shack i was not born in a hospital um home birth like literally wow. barefoot kid flowers in my hair you know what i mean so i tried to find my way back to that mm-hmm. while i was getting lost in miami and la mm. and being introduced to the celebrity world mm-hmm. and you know the cool shit and whatever mm-hmm. i was starting to like fall off of who i really was and the spirituality path that was like embedded in me Mm -hmm. even though i didn't have the answers yet i knew that i wasn't being myself Mm -hmm. so now that i'm showing more of my real self on social media um i think some people think that like she's doing this for a show or Mm. like she's changing now and it's like i'm actually kind of like finding my way back (laughs) and i think that's important for me to say if you ask me like what people should know i I Mm. want you to know that this is the real me for the first time in my life. This is mm. who I really, really am. I love it. And I would like people to to meet me here yeah. and not look at mm-hmm. my past layers, right? Like, this yeah. is it for me. Yeah, and I think too, like, you know, your soul brought you back to that. You yeah. know, like I truly feel that I had a Reiki healing session one time and she was telling me how, you know, the more I'm able to get to the ocean, Mm. the better my life will be. And I mean, that's people probably, well, dude, it's the ocean, of course, but no, no, it's like, it's different for me. Like, so now I run along the ocean Mm. and I never feel more clear, more at peace, more centered in my life than when I'm with the ocean. And it's crazy because I'm a kid from Chicago. Mm -hmm. There's a lake that looks like an ocean, but it's not the same. (laughs) Right. So I always try to dig my feet and ground myself Mm -hmm. into the earth and feel the ocean and, and, and just let it take over. So Absolutely. I feel like your soul kind of brought you back yeah. to your roots. It's- Question number three, what do you want to be known for when you leave this earth? Think legacy. Legacy. <laughs> mm. um, I'm like the best cornhole player okay. in the world. <laughs> no, okay. So in, in Chicago, we call that, we call that bags. Okay. Everyone so has their own. Your boy's name. nice though. So whenever you're ready, let me know. You don't want the smoke. Uh, <laughs> I got a curve. You don't even know about the curve. <laughs> I got the curve. <laughs> don't come in. <laughs> no, but legacy. Um, I want to be remembered for helping people step into their purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to be remembered for making people feel joy, mm-hmm. right? I think that's a beautiful, that's something that I love hearing when someone's like, hey, I was having a really bad day and I'm happier now because mm. I think a big part of my drive is wanting to make people happy. Yeah. At a time, it was a bad thing, needing to, to please everybody. Um, but it stemmed from just wanting to serve and mm. wanting people to to take a better look at themselves and mm. reach their highest potential. So yeah. all in all, I just want I want people to be happy. I love it. That's what I want to be. And you're doing for, that. Helping them get there. That's well, you're, you're on that path. Thank you. With your company, for sure. Uh, question number four. What does your dream life look like? Kind of sounds like you're living it. No, I kind of am. Not mad at it. I kind of live in it. <laughs> it's amazing. I, there's really nothing I would change. That's the right first now. time someone's ever answered with that, by the way. Good I'm for really you. I'm happy. You know, I, I remember writing an essay maybe when I was like 16. Mm-hmm. And it was like, I'm 25. I live by the beach. I'm a vegan. Um, I'm happy. I'm in the best shape of my life. And this is a little girl who's stop writing this and sure. this is her biggest dream mm. right and i'm a singer mm. i didn't think i could do it and i'm all of that is right now reality mm. um and i'm cool like yes i would love to have a partner mm-hmm. that's that would be part of my dream life for sure mm-hmm. um but that's not unattainable and yeah. it's not like 
mm, I wish one day. It's like it's just on the the path that I'm on right now. Like this is joy for me. This sure. is my dream life. This is yeah. man. Like man, I'm, I'm super beautiful. Blessed. I'm super happy. Good for you. I, you. I mean the when the manifestation actually comes to fruition. So cool. <laughs> it, it's like it's so hard to even put it into words. Mm. Honestly, um, I have that in my wife. I mm. have that in our life in LA. Mm. Um, I have that with my daughter and I have that with my furry son in Chicago, you know what I'm saying? But, uh, it's, it's how I feel, you know, of course we want Mm -hmm. our dream house. And of course, you know, I don't, if she doesn't want to work, I would like to be able to provide that for her, but Mm -hmm. I'm good where I'm at. And it feels so good to feel that. But like truth, truthfully feel that you know what I mean. It's not this not, right. not a facade. And you know situation. more blessings are coming. Like, oh, for it, sure. It's not like an, an obsession or a sadness. Like I wish I could no. get there. Like you know, you're just you're just walking your path oh, yeah. right now, and it's coming. Totally. But I'm you're chilling. happy right now, and that's what we were talking about. Like exactly. Enjoy where you're at because it's exactly lit. exactly it's lit. exactly. All right, last and final question for you. I'll put a drum roll in the edits. <laughs> what do you admire most about you? <laughs> Someone asked me this yesterday on Instagram. Oh, wow. I said my time management skills. <laughs> <laughs> Just kill it. I'm always on time. But nobody else ever is. Especially in LA. Yeah. Oh, yeah. God. It's brutal. Yeah. Um, it's a superpower, if you ask me. Oh, um, here it is. <laughs> what I admire the most about myself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My resilience. Mm. I think that's the most powerful thing for me. Um, mm-hmm because I'm one of those people that's made the same mistake like hundreds of times mm-hmm. but I, I keep getting up mm-hmm. even in, in moments where you know like I said a few weeks ago I was like really struggling and thought the business was going to close down mm-hmm. and I was uh, in my storage unit going through my inventory and I ended up on the floor crying and I was like planning out my escape I was like mm-hmm. I'm going to go live in the forest I'm going to cancel everything delete my Instagram give up yeah. my apartment I'm planning this out Wow. and then I get up and I start counting my inventory and then I leave and package my orders and, <laughs> and I'm like this is the epitome of like resilience like no matter yeah. how much you have these moments of like I'm going to give up I'm done it's a mm-hmm. wrap for me I can't do this anymore I'm not mm-hmm. built for this Right. like my legs get up you yeah. know what I mean mm-hmm. and it's just I keep keep it f- your legs get up in in the leggings in the leggings. that they have on. Yeah, exactly. I'm wearing these <laughs> today, but <laughs> um, but yeah, like yeah. resilience, man. I I mm-hmm. cannot tell you how many times I thought I was done. Yeah, like yeah. So many, so many, so many times. Well, that's perfect to roll into this part of the episode where um, I take the time to acknowledge my guest. So, um, just piggybacking off of what you just explain which is resilience you know like from the the couple times that i saw you in the gym the the you know time i followed you on social media i could see that even through you know a screen you know you can tell that you go through it sometimes you know and whether you shared that in a post or i just you know my intuition bone as i told you about yesterday is real and i could feel that but what i really want you to remember right now for yourself is like you can do anything you set your mind to. And that's generally for you guys listening and watching, but I'm talking to you right now. Like you, Sarah, can do whatever it is that you want to do. And guess what? You already know that now. You prove that to yourself. That's why I think it's so important to just live in that moment of like, remember why you started 
remember and read and listen to all the testimonials and the beautiful messages that these women send to you. You are changing lives. Not only is that rare to say in this you-know-what of a year in 2020, (laughs) but just where we are as a society in this world right now. If, God forbid, you were to check out today and God's like, time to come upstairs, Sarah, you change people's lives. And you're so young, like, and you got so much more coming to you. So for whatever that's worth for you, I just want to just really (laughs) let you in on that little secret about yourself that you are changing lives. And it's an honor. It's a privilege. It's a blessing to know someone like you. Um, I've been an admirer from afar. And I told you, like, when I had my my baby, which is who can relate, mm-hmm. and I saw your baby being, you know, talked about in your in your interview, I was like, man, I relate to this so much because you'll see why kind of thing. Yeah. And and I know what it is to go through all that stuff. So, again, it takes one to know one. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, in the moments of hustle and bustle and, you know, you're on your way to the studio after this, like let's just take this little 30 second minute, you know, soliloquy that I have um, to just really bring you back to center and just understand that like you're doing it Mm -hmm. as we speak. You just answered, I'm like, what does your dream life look like? You're like, I'm living it. (laughs) Bro, no one says that. (laughs) Nobody says that. I don't care how old you are. I think that's the first time I've ever even heard someone respond to that. That's dope. Wow. So good for you. Again, I'm super honored and happy for you. And I want more people to know more about you. Mm -hmm. So tell people what you're working on next. I Mm. mentioned music. Um, What's going on? Ooh, music. Um, Well, first and foremost, I have so many girls asking me about like my next collection. So that's super important. Let's start with that. Yeah. Don't have an answer, actually. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, moving on. (laughs) I just want to touch on the fact that like I see all the messages and I know (laughs) that... um, these bodysuits that I made recently just kind of flew off the shelves like unexpectedly. Um, They were like the new legging almost. I don't know how that happened. Mm -hmm. Um, So I am working on a new collection, new colors, new bodysuits for for sure. Like there's always more that I want to make. I Mm -hmm. want men's stuff. I want want dresses. Being a model, let me know. I want all the things. I got, oh, yo, thank (laughs) you. You forget. You you saw the host skills. You saw the host skills. Yeah, I got it. That still pays the bills. Oh my God. I mean, it's never ending what Levon is, which is the best part about it because it's about wanting to create anything that we have an issue with Mm -hmm. and make it perfect. Mm -hmm. So there's a million things I can touch on. It's just about, you know, kind of setting up a plan for that and capital if any investors. Hey. No, I'm just kidding. Um, (laughs) But I'm not. But no, no, thank God um, I know what route I need to take. It's just more patience and a little Mm -hmm. bit more work on my end. but as far as music goes, um, I'm so grateful to be in a place that I am officially like recording real music and yeah. writing songs and mm-hmm. seeing it come to life. You know, it was another thing that happened through clarity in a, in, a, in a clear channel. And I was just able to finally step into my purpose mm-hmm. of singing and using my voice. Um, mm-hmm. So I do have uh, actually a couple EPs that I'm working on right oh, now. Oh, okay. Because I don't have uh, any sort of structure behind it, like management or anything, mm-hmm. it's been hard to deal with like the politics and the business of it and and mapping out the releases and Mm -hmm. stuff like that um but i am in the studio all the time i drive here once twice a week actually for the studio super like quietly and just trying to get this done Mm -hmm. um but coming from a place of not even having one song recorded and now having like 
15 maybe like wow. and i started in june see just start so damn like it's ready to go good for you and all i care about is getting my voice out and my story out and mm-hmm. continuing to help people with whatever comes out of my mouth yeah i love that <laughs> well you said a lot today and again i know you're gonna help out so many people i'll make sure everyone checks out levon i'll make sure when you're ready for the music drop that everyone is uh, aware of that and again um full gratitude for you today um you helped me out in in some stuff and again i know you're gonna help a lot of people and that's Mm -hmm. what this show is all about i love it so guys if this helped you in any kind of way well let me me rephrase that (laughs) i know this helped you in a lot of different ways um but if you know exactly (laughs) but if you know some people that it can also help out um feel free to share with them and um this is so dope, man. This, see, moments like this, I'm taking a moment right now for myself. Mm. Moments like this is why I created this, mm. you know? This was effortless. I told you, once we start recording, yeah. like, you're going to forget how long <laughs> it was. You're going to forget there's cameras rolling. And thank you so. for doing that, for creating oh, a man. space like this, that it's like the cameras aren't rolling and you're just talking some real shit. You Thank know, you. and and the only purpose here is to help people. That's it. And it's of quality. You know what I mean? Thank like you. this just feels safe. It feels comfortable. And I'm a woman Thank you. that searches for safety, mm. especially sitting next to a man. So wow. Thank you so much. Thank you. I appreciate that. Well, you Thank had two you. hours of safety. So uh, I'm glad I can provide that. More than most. most <laughs> 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 hey. <laughs> but yeah, thank you so much. Thank I appreciate you. you. Hey. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.